Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Chuck and Catherine with Icon Custom Builders. Hey guys. Hey. Hello. We're glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Thanks for coming to chat with me. So, um, I want to just dive right in. I want Chuck to go first, and then Catherine, tell okay. us a little bit about you and your role at Icon. Well, I'm the owner of Icon. We um, got started in 2005. I um, used to work for Sarah Lee. That's why I'm, I'm in Winston-Salem. Spent a lot of years with that great company. and um, My mom was at Sarah Lee. Yes. Everybody was a Sarah yeah, Lee. No, I yeah. feel like, right, you're like Sarah <laughs> exactly. Lee, Reynolds, or Krispy Kreme. We all yeah. <laughs> One of the above. <laughs> or Garner. Or, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, and so all the many, legacy. So brand. many of our clients are, you know, former Sarah Lee Very, people yes, as well. That yeah. seems to be the case. But um, I was in, you know, of course, the textile business, and mm-hmm. um, th- that was great for a while. But then when it collapsed in, you know, 2000s, early 2000s, I needed to change careers. Yeah. That's a popular story. My mom has the same story. She got laid off and she's like, you know what? I think I'll start a magazine. <laughs> Love that. It's amazing yeah. to see where you land and, and where it takes you. Yeah. I mean, did you have a previous interest in building or were you just, was it kind of like came to you in the middle of the night? Well, um, it's interesting. A lot of my family are contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends were contractors. Yeah. And... When we were with Sarah Lee, we moved every two years, and we always bought an older home that we renovated. Oh, so that's cool. We did some yeah. work ourselves. We hired it out, but it was, you know, lots of fun. I enjoyed it. And so when we were looking to make a change, my wife encouraged me to get my contractor's license. So I went to Forsyth Tech, took a few classes, got our license, and we started. What year did you did Icon start? 2005. Okay. Yeah. That's the same year the magazine started. I bet you and my mom got, you know, parted ways from Sarah Lee like the exact <laughs> same like, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're out. We're out. Yeah. On to bigger and better things, you know? Say, look where it took both of you. Oh, I love the story behind that. I love that you, you know, have renovated tons of houses because you, you know, had to move. Um, that's really cool. What was What's one of your favorite renovations that for one of your homes that you've lived in that comes to mind? Well, probably my house. That you're in currently. Yes. It's beautiful. I can see why. And we've, it's a small, it started out as a small bungalow. Is it um, an older home? Mm Mm-hmm. 1946. Ah, very cool. And so we've done at least three or maybe four renovations on it. Is there any part of that house that hasn't been touched? I don't think so at this point. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's funny. um, Well, Catherine. So of course that's my favorite, but there's just, there's There's so many. There's a lot now. It's hard to narrow down. That's a tough question. So, Catherine, tell us about your role at Icon. Yes. So, I'm the design coordinator with Icon, um, which means that I really get to do all the fun stuff with clients. Yeah. Um, so, anything that is considered a design element, tile, paint, countertops, backsplash, cabinetry, all those fun things, I kind of walk through the entire process with our clients from start to finish. Um, so, my job is essentially to make something that can be overwhelming and stressful and difficult at times as fun and easy for them as possible. Um, and as well as the fun design stuff, I kind of handle mm. the logistics of that. Um, I handle some of our marketing and kind of get to have my hands in a lot of different things, which is fun for me because I'm a creative person like that. So um, yeah, this role allows me to do, it kind of takes all my favorite things and rolls it into one. And yeah. it's such an important role. Oh yeah. Clients. 
Well, you're so very, important. very kind. But yeah, it's not a role that, that every um, general contractor has. <laughs> Um, having that design coordinator person that is actually on staff. Um, but I think it really is a critical one um, and one that makes our projects run a lot smoother because oh, I'm a absolutely. part of it. Um, and I think it just, it kind of takes a little bit of the stress off for clients as yes. well, knowing that they have me, that they can call and text. And I go, I call it shopping when we go and pick out tile and countertops and all that fun stuff. But I think that having me with them throughout that project, I think it makes it easier for them. Clients think, are so relieved when yeah. they know yeah. that so Catherine is, that is on of, board. I'm assuming you guys are, it's kind of like a package deal. Like when you sign on with Icon, you have access you get to you me, as a designer. And you get our, yes. our whole awesome our whole team. team. Yeah, and I think that's really a lot of times one of the big selling points of Icon mm-hmm. is that you get me, you get a designated project manager. We have an on-staff carpenter who's crazy talented, can build you anything you want. Um, we just have a really awesome team that comes with working with Icon, right. which I think is why a lot of people have a lot of trust in us and are like, yeah, I want I want all that's coming along with this. Yeah. And we have an in-house architect yeah. when, when yeah, we, we need we to do plans. all the pieces. Because um, like you said, Brooke, we, we work predominantly in older homes. And so you don't know what you're going to find. It's Ooh, not yeah. as easy as just, you know, a new build where we're able to be like, oh, yeah, we can do anything. And we can do anything. It's just not always as, as simple to get there. But mm-hmm. we've got the team and the tools to figure it out which I think is is really cool. Yeah. I think that's a super unique aspect that y'all bring to it because how hard and stressful (laughs) you hire a contractor and then you also have to hire a designer and then an architect and a carpenter and you're trying to, you know, work with your contractor to kind of sub out some different things. I mean, to have it all under one roof, that has to be a huge sigh of relief to any homeowner. (laughs) Yes, and let us navigate that for you and let us help with the scheduling of it so that really you can just focus on your life because yeah, all of this is happening while they have kids and jobs and other things going on. So it allows us to kind of really just take their project and them trust that we've got it covered. So do you guys do, obviously you do full home renovations, but do you do smaller scale renovations as well? We do. Um, we try to stay above like the fifty thousand range as far as our project size, mm-hmm. but um, so that allows us to do bathrooms. So we do bathrooms, mm-hmm. kitchens, yeah. porches. We do. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day, and I had two folders in front of me, and one was a bathroom I was working on, and all the selections for that, and one was a full house that we're doing mm-hmm. in our breakers right now. Um, so it really runs the entire spectrum of, of what we're able to do. Um, and, and like we said before, but our whole team is on board for as something as small as a bathroom that you're renovating, and mm-hmm. then as big as you know a whole house. And it really helps us to have those varied size. Yeah. Jobs oh yeah. As far as scheduling. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I live in Washington Park in an older home. Do, yeah. y'all, do y'all have any homes in Washington Park that you're working on or that you have worked on? Not currently, but we have. Yeah. We've done, you know, a, a big one on Cascade. Oh, I love Cascade. Ago. I walk the dogs through that street every day. It's beautiful. Yes, I it feel is. like Winston is, I mean, I'm biased because I've lived here my whole life and I love mm-hmm. it, but I feel like the charm of the older homes and the older neighborhoods that we have here yes. is just like amazing. It's just so fun to drive through and see. There's such a, a varied um, group of homes and designs and styles. Oh, yeah. And I think that's how people fall in love with these yeah. older homes. And then sometimes they get into it and they're like, we love it, but it's not functioning exactly how we need it mm-hmm. to for our family. And so I think that's kind of our specialty is how to keep the charm of these older homes and let them have that character and why they were drawn to it in the first place, but yeah. then make it so that it functions well for their family and we give them the space that they really need. Um, which I think is a very niche area that we kind of fall into because anyone can do it. Does everybody do it super 
well, no. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and a lot of contractors, I would argue, probably don't have interest in working on older homes. You're exactly (laughs) right, Brooke. Well, it's it's much more difficult than building. (laughs) And for whatever reason, we're running towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And we really do strive on the older homes Mm -hmm. to make them, if we do it, an addition. You know, we don't want it to stand out. Yeah. We want it to blend yes. very well. And that's a work of art, I'm sure, to make something that's 100 years old or 50 years old or however old blend in with, with a new construction. And yeah. New yeah. And that's that level of detail that I think our team really has and, and, and strives for is that it's, you know, matching the molding that is in the existing home and really mm-hmm. taking in all the elements that the house has and figuring out how we then transfer that to the renovation or the new space or whatever that is. Because to Chuck's point, we don't want somebody to walk in and be like, oh, well, they obviously did this two years ago you know that's that's not what we're going for we want it to really be so cohesive and look like it was always a part of the house um, but enhance it for the family that's there so that they can enjoy it for as long as they want to yeah so have you worked on any like historic homes the ones that are like protected and if you have how do you how do you navigate that those waters we have uh, especially in the west end so um i mean we work real close with the historical group downtown and make sure we always talk to them first, make sure what we can do, what we can't do. Um, You know, anything on the front facing is super critical Mm. from the back. It's not as critical Mm -hmm. certain times, but, um, but then on certain registries, then you have to be careful what you do inside. Mm. Oof, that's tricky. But yeah, it's, and they're fun to work on. Is it a matter of like, if you buy the house, because it's your house, you bought Mm -hmm. it. It's just a matter of if you want to leave it in that historical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, do you have to follow those guidelines? In the the West End and the overlay, you do. I mean, it's a historic district. Uh, Now, um, some, I think some of the national ones. Yeah. The interior, if you make certain changes, then you might lose some of the certification yeah 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 and then sometimes there are tax credits involved yeah. and you have to do certain things sure certain ways to get the tax credits yeah, yeah. it's it's like an overbearing hoa <laughs> that's yeah. what it sounds like <laughs> yeah. honestly cool. yeah yeah. Huh. yeah so Catherine, a question for you yes what are some kind of since you guys work with old homes what are yeah. some kind of timeless trends so I, that's an oxymoron but like timeless things that you can put in your house as far as Tile choices, flooring choices, things that you're not going to be mad that you chose two years down the road. Well, I think a lot of times, like especially when working in these older homes, I kind of look at the tile that's existing in the house. And a lot of times, like there's like a classic basket weave and a hexagon shape and things Mm. like that that are classic tile shapes that are never going to go out of style. And actually, it's all come full circle that people are putting it in their new homes now. And I'm like, you realize that's been around for like 100 years. Yeah, you're not new with that. No, you're not (laughs) new with it. But I'm glad you're choosing that because Mm. it is a very classic choice. So I think it's back to kind of understanding the home and the age of it. And I kind of try and stay true to that while also meeting the needs of the client and really what they want and how they envision their space because also at the end of the day it's their home and I want them to walk into their bathroom or kitchen or whatever we've done and just love it but I'm big on I have more 
classic in a touch of traditional taste. And mm-hmm. um, and I think it aligns well with, with most of our clients. I can do anything. And it's fun for me when somebody's like, I want to go full mid-mod or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I think that that a lot of times, you know, I, I'm big on making classic choices when it comes to cabinetry. And then things like cabinet hardware and lighting and things that's easily swapped out, go fun there. Like do yeah. something that's a little unexpected that if you get sick of it in five to 10 years, it's not going to be a huge expense for you to change it out. It's but not going to be talking, ripping out the floor. Exactly. When we're talking yeah. about tile and cabinetry and things that you've invested a, a hearty chunk of money into, let's make a you know a sound decision that mm. hopefully years from now you're going to look back and be like, I'm really glad I went with that. Yeah. So that's that's my my own how how I approach things. But what is what are your thoughts on color? I know mm-hmm. some people are kind of color averse <laughs> and but I think color is fun. Color is so fun and I think in the right space. But again, it is your home. So yeah. at the end of the day, you do what makes you happy. If you want to have I mean a bright blue room, I'm like let's do it, but let's do it in a way that is cohesive with the rest of the space. Yeah. Um so nothing really intimidates me. I love color. Um I like accents of color. I like full walls of color. I like wallpaper. Um I really think that you can just there's no rules anymore. And that's what I try and tell clients a lot. I have a lot of people that are like, oh gosh, but I have silver um, knobs on my doors. Can oh, I do mixed gold metal, hardware? Yes. And I'm like, girl, you can mix whatever you want. That is not a thing. There are no design rules. There's not a design book that you follow. Yeah. <laughs> the fashion police and the design police come in. You can't do exactly. that, lady. I'm like, who's going to come in here and be like, oh my gosh, she picked that aged brass and she has that, you know, antique nickel over there. Nobody cares. It yeah. is your home. And if they do, maybe you should reevaluate your friendship. Exactly. Is that your friend or is that your nosy neighbor who just wanted to see your renovation? But but no, I think that um, you should just have fun with it. And so, no, I'm not afraid of, of mixing anything or color or anything like that. And at the end of the day, like, I just really want to meet the needs of our clients. And so that when I leave, they're like, I absolutely love this space. I love it. That's awesome. What are some kind of unique things that you're seeing pop up that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I'm so excited to try this in a home. Oh my goodness. What have I seen? I mean, I think that bathrooms are getting way cooler. Um, There's a lot of really cool elements for showers. I'm doing a lot of body sprays and rain heads and things like that that are really fun. I think people, and this is kind of going into what we found during COVID, they're really trying to make their home like their oasis. Very true. And that is transferring in terms of bathrooms, in terms of outdoor spaces. Um, You know, things are just people are investing in their homes because they're, they were spending more time than they ever had in their homes. And so people that have been like, you know, we've been talking about doing this project for 10 years, like, let's do it now. We're finally doing it. Mm. And we have been slammed. We have not even stopped since, since, you know, things started happening. Um, But yeah, I think that I'm just seeing really cool stuff in spaces that people use all the time where it used to be like, I just, you know, just get ready in the bathroom, not a big deal. Now people are spending great money in in spaces like that because they're like i want this to look like an expensive hotel or a spa and i'm like let's do it yeah you know so well, and i think people like since covid the pandemic people are like you know what life is short we want to mm-hmm. make our space like we want it and we are going to be here a lot and oh, I think yeah. people are staying are choosing to stay home a little bit more um which is which is yeah. good for y'all the, i mean in the first <laughs> yes. year of covid you know we we saw a lot of outdoor projects we and did. we are still seeing yeah. them, yeah. Uh, but a ton of porches, uh-huh. covered porches, yeah. patios, fireplaces, anything together outdoors. 
the past six months, eight months, everything has started to move back inside. Go inside. Mm -hmm. People are like, all right, it's a little hot outside. That's exactly (laughs) it. No, it is funny how we kind of follow Uh the trends of the seasons on what is popular and what people want to do. Um, But yeah, Chuck's completely right. We were doing a ton of outdoor spaces because people were like, you know what? We need more space. Mm -hmm. You know, our our kids are home, our, our spouses are home, whatever it is. They just needed more living space. And now we've kind of transitioned back in that people are doing kitchens again and baths Mm -hmm. and things that for a while were a little intrusive just because people are trying to kind of keep us, you know, the outdoor projects felt safer. Um, But but now we're back in and we're doing big, big renovations inside people's homes. And it has changed Mm -hmm. to to much larger renovations now. Yeah. So are you guys like totally booked out? Are you accepting new clients if people are looking to do we, we always are accepting new clients. You'll but, make it happen. Um, we'll make it happen. But our, our lead times up front have gone up a little bit. Yeah, sure. But, um, we still can start many jobs within four months. Mm-hmm. Okay, talking. yeah. And there's so. a lot that goes into that early process of design and, you know, getting plans together and, and making selections and things like that. So I think a lot of times people are like, four months. And I'm like, well, things are happening during that time sure. because there are so many yeah. details that have to be, you know, hammered out before we actually press go. And on, it really on depends on the type of project. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. if you're doing new windows or doors, you know, you're looking at 20 plus week lead time just yeah. to get those items. Yeah. yeah. How, how is crazy. that? Is that getting better? We're staying the same as far as how long things are taking to come in. I think they're starting to get better. I think so, too. Yeah. They're come down some cabinetry, windows, doors are still the main issues, along appliances. with appliances, depending on what you order. Mm-hmm. You know, some you could get in a week. Some might be next year. 24 months. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, that yeah. Was something we but that's to... what Catherine does. She works with the clients. <laughs> You're like, I don't handle that. Yeah. To make sure they order what we can. <laughs> to make sure yeah. they order it. Or it, if, if it's a crazy lead time, figuring out other options for them that we can get sooner and making sure that they're yeah. happy with it. We've had to pivot and be very flexible throughout all of this. Um, and sometimes we have to install, you know, temporary appliances. Yes. Oh, yes. You've, we've gotten really creative with because we want the project to keep moving sure. and we want, you know, our families to be able to get back into their spaces as soon as they can. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm proud of our team and how how we've kind of, you know, been flexible throughout this entire time. Because yeah. Yeah, there have been some instances like that where we're like, mm-hmm. we don't have a fridge. OK, who has one in their garage? Let's pull that out. And we'll put this one here. Because <laughs> you got to it's hard to live without a fridge. Yeah, sure. oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Chuck, a question for you. How how big is your team? Like, how many people do you guys have on your entire team? Well, we've got three project managers. We okay. have an architect. We have a design coordinator, mm-hmm. myself, and two great uh, carpentry craftsmen. And then uh, we've got an intern this summer. Awesome. So, we've got a um, substantial team. team. Yeah, I like it. So, now that you are in year 17... I did that math quickly because we're also in year 17. Mm-hmm. What is a big lesson that you've learned as a business owner coming from the corporate world to running your own business? I'm sure there's plenty. There oh, <laughs> certainly are. But I, I think one of the main ones is that, um, you know, we hire people that can do their job without a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. You know, they're running, the, my project managers are, their own bosses i mean they're running their projects they're without a lot of input from me yeah and that's that's key because this it moves so fast what's your what's a good tip for finding those type of good team members Mm. that's so hard he's good at it (laughs) 
Well, um, fortunately, we've we've all three of my project managers have owned their own company mm. previously, and that's what we love because they know how to run a business. Yeah, and um, it just takes a lot of uh, looking. Um, just talking, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get recommendations yeah. from folks. A lot of times it comes from clients. That's how we have Catherine. Yep. Okay. I was in the corporate role before I did, um, uh, in the development office at, um, at Baptist and did fundraising events my whole adult career life and um, felt like I was ready for a change. And weirdly enough, Chuck had a client who was, uh, he was finishing up their project. And mm-hmm. him and I had lunch together and I left that lunch and I was like, I want this job. That's a big 180 from what you were doing. Huge. And it was kind of how, I mean, I feel like you have to have a passion in this industry. My husband and I, um, we had bought a 1956 ranch over in Old Sherwood, renovated it. Throughout the project, I said to him, I was like, I could do this. Like, I love this. (laughs) Yeah. Which is not what everybody says during a renovation like that. And I feel like sometimes you just have to manifest it yourself. Uh Uh-huh. And so I, you know, I think my favorite thing about Chuck is that he trusts us. And I know that he trusts us to do our job yes. and I don't feel like he is, you know, ever on me and stuff like that. And I got a great read on him the first time I met him and I knew that I would enjoy working for him. Yeah. And I wasn't sure that I'd be any good at my job, but luckily I think oh, three yeah. years later it's worked out okay. And, and you know, we, I had the same feeling as Catherine when we were moving and yeah. and renovating homes yeah. that we owned. It's so fun. You're like, yeah. I, I really like it's it. So like, hold fun. on, wait, and, this could be a job. And I knew I could do it. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, there's just a few things you have to do right. Yeah. And you have all the business you want. Well, and yeah. you have to be, you have to stand out in some way. And I think you guys stand out in many ways. The main one being that you are a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We well, think so too. I could chat with you guys all day. This has been so much fun. But before we yeah. wrap it up, I want to... um You just tell me all the contact info, where we can find Icon online, on social media... All the things. Yes, please. So um, our social media accounts, our Instagram is Icon Custom Builders. Our Facebook is Icon Custom Builders. Um, We stay very busy, but we do our best to try and post, you know, recent projects and and some behind the scenes things Mm -hmm. on our stories. Um, You can find our ads in in the Forsyth Family, you know, magazines and publications. And we have some editorials. um, Actually, one's out just this month in Forsyth Women. Yep, in the July issue. Yeah, if you want to learn just a little bit more about us. And then always you can visit our website where we have awesome photos, all the bios for all the team members um so yeah there's there's lots of ways to find us yeah it sounds like you guys are a close-knit team and i love that that's awesome thank you thank you for coming to chat with me i appreciate it be sure to check out icon custom builders um on social media and online as always you can find forsyth mags online as well we're at forsyth mags on all the social media platforms and forsythmags.com and if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a rating or a review we would greatly appreciate it and that is a wrap for today the views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.